today, even as people of God, as saints of the Most High God, we cannot be like the Israelites when they were camped out on the precipice, of, on the precipice and at the edge of the wilderness waiting to go into the promised land. They had two minds, but we as people of God, we must have a whole mind. Now don't let the enemy fool you and say we must have a H-O-L-E mind, but we must have a W-H-O-L-E mind, a complete mind. Because we are children of the Most High God, we are supposed to have the mind of Christ. In our whole mind, then we should uh, want to have desires. All of our desires should be such that we want to please God in everything that we do. Because our minds are whole and we are complete in the Lord, we should be able to reject fear that the enemy would send to us on any level. When you have a whole mind, it's a mind that does not conform to what the world says or what your cut buddies or what your running buddies say or all those that are drinking the same Kool-Aid that you're drinking with. You know, you go beyond all of those things. When you have a whole mind, your mind will say, well, I believe what God's word says, that settles it. And because my mind is whole, I will believe what God's word says and that settles it for me. But I will also do what God says to do. Hallelujah. Yes. When you're whole in mind, when you, when you are complete, where there's nothing missing. Have you ever heard that? And they used to say that, you know, when I was a child, they would say, well, well, he's got a loose screw. Or, or that person has a screw loose somewhere. Yeah. And they used to even have a, 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 a hand signal that, the, you know, that would let you know without them saying that, that somebody you're dealing with or somebody's in the midst now. And they had an issue and they had a screw loose and they would go like this. Yeah. Remember they would do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but when you have a whole mind that's, 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 that's consecrated and dedicated and focused on God, that means you have a word-ruled mind that never prepares to fail nor will ever fail. Yes. Hallelujah. Because you've taken the limits off of God. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 57, verse 13, people of God, and in the latter portions of Isaiah chapter 57 verse 13. But he that putteth his trust in me, watch this, shall possess the what? The land. And come on, read it with me, comma, and shall inherit my holy mountain. Well, it's all about what God has promised us and told us what we shall possess. It's all about what God has laid up for her. He has an inheritance for us that will never fade away. Hallelujah. But you see, some people don't believe that. They say, well, <laughs> you know, well, God said it, but uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. You know, I, I, I just don't know. Two-mindedness, schizophrenic mind, double-minded. Because the Bible tells us a double-minded man yet, yet just will not receive anything from the Lord. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34, the King James Version. And it says for, well, and when we go back and we read here, and we've read this conversation that the Israelites had here, 
with, 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 with uh, their people, the spies in, in, in which they had with their people. And they said, we just can't do it because, you know, these people over there, they're more powerful. They're bigger than we are. And, and we just look like grasshoppers in their sight. We'll never be able to accomplish what we're supposed to accomplish. But I love Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You see, these Israelites believed in their words. We as people of God, we have to believe in our words. Hallelujah. Yeah, so if we are going to be people that believe our words, then we can't be willing to believe anything that anybody says against you. You see, now, it's interesting in this conversation here and in this account here in Numbers chapter 13, they never had a conversation with those giants, with those sons of Anak that were over there in the promised land. They never actually physically talked to them, but they just surmised things in their own mind. They let their lying eyes tell them something that was not true so we can't believe anything that the enemy would try to send against us again we can't believe anything against us whatsoever yeah 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 so so th that means several things for one thing it means don't believe the devil's live uh, the devil's lie excuse me that you are unworthy you see that's one of the things that stops the manifestation of God's promises in his word in your life. That is one of the things that limits what God wants to do in your life. Because you just feel so, not you, but people feel that they're just unworthy to receive from God. So don't believe the devil's lies. Don't believe his lie that you're unfit. Don't believe his lie that you're weak. Don't believe that lie. Well, you know you don't have any faith because if you had faith, you don't even have that mustard grain seed of faith. Because if you did, you wouldn't be facing what you're facing right now. It would have already come to pass. But we read the song because uh, we sang the song this morning. We believe. Yes, 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 I do believe. Hallelujah. So now, we've read Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 in the King James. Now, here's the message translation version of that. And again, King James says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. As it says, it's in your heart, not the dictionary that gives meaning to your words. Now, how do you suppose what you say is worth anything when you are foul-mouthed? You see it? Or foul-mounded? Foul-foul-minded. And in some cases, even foul-mouthed when it comes to the things of God. We see it right there. Now, I know that there are many things uh, that can hinder what, what God wants to do in our lives. I, I, I realize that. But one of the interesting things is the fact that many people think that God is in total control. Mm -hmm. And everything that happens is his will. Well, 
What I'm saying right now is don't blame God for everything that happens by saying, well, everything that happens somehow or another must be God's plan or purpose for my life. As the door said a little earlier, even the very elect of God think that if somehow they should fail in any area of their lives, Maybe it's God's way of breaking us or humbling us. So consequently, because of that, they accept that as God's will for them. But you know what? That's wrong belief. One of the things that can hinder your progress in God, one of the things that can stop God's blessing, the manifestation of his blessings, uh, 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 cut off his hand moving in your life, is wrong belief. And that's what I want to talk to you this morning about wrong belief. Now I'm going to give you a definition that's straight out of the book of Dora. Wrong belief is an erroneous, inaccurate, incorrect, misguided, or wrong-headed information that a person accepts as true or right that does not line up with the word of God. Well, do we have that definition that we can post? We don't have it? All right, I'm gonna say it again. Wrong belief, from the book of Dora, wrong belief is erroneous, inaccurate, incorrect, misguided, or wrong-headed information that a person accepts as true or right even though it doesn't line up with the word of God. Mm -hmm. So then when your belief system does, does not line up with God's word, the chances are it's very likely, it's highly likely that you are limiting what God wants to do in your life. And I am convinced that wrong beliefs in one way or another that they hinder what God wants to do in a person's life. No, you don't have to agree with me with that. You know, and I'm not looking for agreement from you. I'm just stating a fact. And my perception as I see it and I believe that I am correct in that assessment. So with all of that being said then, could it be that if, if, if that's the case and, and, and we see that there's been some hindrances in our life of things that God wants to do for us, could it be that the problem is right between our ears? Could it be the way that we think and believe? And the survey says, could be. So go to Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7. In the Amplified Bible. Hallelujah. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Uh, very powerful words. We, we know that. We understand that. Yeah. And then in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23, in the King James Version of the Bible, of the Bible, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. So now we don't, we, we don't have any of our, our medical uh, uh, 
experts right here in, in, in the service there, in, in, you know, in, in, in other parts of the building right now. But medically speaking, the heart is the center of the circulatory system and the primary organ and the pump for our blood system. Amen. Now, scripturally speaking, the heart is the inner part of anything when we talk about the hearts, scripturally speaking. So there's the medical heart and then there's the, the scriptural heart. Scripturally, speak, scripturally speaking, it is the seat of our understanding. The heart is the seat of our feelings and our affections and our passions. You know, sometimes when we, we, we hear negative things or we experience negative things and we say, that really hurt me to my heart. We're talking about it, it, it hurt us in the innermost part of our being. You know, it's affected our, uh, our feelings and our emotions and our passions more than likely in a negative, more in a negative way than many more times than in a positive way. But most importantly, the heart is the seat of the will, W-I-L-L. -L. It is that secret designed and determined place that affects our purposes and the intentions of our minds. Say this after me then. I believe with my heart and not my head. Yes. Now you can, you can get it out of your head and get it down in your heart, then it'll come out of your mouth. Some people all just want to get it in the head, and because it's in my head, well, I don't know why I said that. It was just in my head. Have you ever worked with someone or been around someone throughout the course of the day, you know, and they're, 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 they'll, they'll be singing a song or, you know, you know, whatever it might be, a humming something and all, and before you know it, you've heard it and caught on to it. You know, and now you begin to do the same thing, you know, perhaps hum or, or sing or whistle that song. You know, I had a co-worker and he whistled all the time and he would come in and he would whistle. Some days he would whistle opera and his next, sometimes he'd come in and he was, he was whistling the Beatles and he was doing this and that and the other thing. And before you know it, you know, so going along, you know, and I'm, I'm you know, doing the same thing, you know. You deserve a break today, so get up and get away to, you know where, I'm not, I'm dead, look. They got to pay for that advertising. So, you know, so, you know, so, so it's, it's some of those things. And you do that because it's stuck in your head, although you know that wasn't in my heart. <laughs> Raise him. Hallelujah. Yeah. Back to Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. Hallelujah. The Darby translation. Again, the King James Version, you know, we know what it tells us. But now in the Darby's translation, and it says, For as he, meaning man, thinketh in his soul, so is he. Yes. So it's very plain, very obvious to me, and I think to all of us, because we are all intelligent people. And we realize that our, our lives go the way of our thoughts. And one of the things that I firmly believe is that if you don't think you can, then you never will. If you don't think you can be, 
then you'll never be again. There is a heart-head connection that must be in sync for us to be able to tap in to the promises of God. We sang another song this morning. You know, I've got the best life now, living the blessed life now. Oh, that ought to be in everybody's heart. And when I say that, in fact, you know, as we close the service this afternoon and after we do our dismissal after the benediction, I love hearing that song. In fact, they were playing that a couple of weeks ago and then the media department, they didn't just fade it out, they just cut it off and everybody was right, hey, put that song back on. So if there's a song that you need to have in your heart, in your head, and let it come out of your mouth, is that you've got the best life now, you're living the blessed life now. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And again, our lives go the way of our thoughts. Love this scripture here. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Powerful scripture. So then, people of God, if, if we want change in, in, in our answers to start taking the limits off of our wrong thinking, because the way we think in our heart will direct the course of our lives. Thank God there are more opportunities today than there were in years past and in times past for all of us. Amen. Have, you ever, have you ever been around somebody and said, well, you, 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 you're not going to be able to do that because you don't have the education, you don't have the background, your skin is the wrong color. You know the man, he's the one that's keeping you down, he's the one that's keeping us down. You know, you are never going to be able to rise above. But see, we have to change our thinking. There's a scripture, I'm not going to talk about it, but it's in, it's in the book of 2 Corinthians right now. And, and it just talks about, scripturally speaking, that we should not be comparing ourselves to anybody. So our, our minds have got to be transformed. Our minds have got to be renewed. We should be changed. Our way of... Thinking should be changed. We should be elevated in our thinking. Elevate your mind and let's go higher, we used to sing. Let's go higher in the Lord. Hallelujah. And that was a song that would really tear up the church when we sang it. Hallelujah. And I believe that we do need to elevate our minds and lift ourselves up. Because as we elevate our minds. We would then be lifted up to that place where we belong in Christ Jesus. Well, we have been, we, we, we have been told that we are to sit with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. Taking the limits off of God. Yeah. Change the way we think in our hearts. And that will direct the course of our lives. So when we compare ourselves to other people and other folk, 
You know, that happens in the negative. It happens in the positive. Have you ever been somewhere? Somebody said, oh, well, I've got the same pair of shoes. Oh, I have that cologne. Oh, you know, this or that. And then there's some other folk that you may know, you know, that, that, that are just so obnoxious and aggravating with that. You know, and whatever you have, they say, oh, yeah, I got one of them, too. You know, they will say that. And I, oh, I've got that. Oh, we did that. Oh, we did. And it's just so... You know, it just, it just vexes your very spirit. But then we are not to compare ourselves with other folk because of the fact that, you know, and, and, and others around us in our immediate circle. Because when we do that, you say, well, oh, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got that. Oh, you mean so-and-so had that? I've got that same condition. And I got somebody, you know, that calls me on a regular basis, a member of my family, and they call on a regular basis. And the first thing they want to talk about is their quote-unquote condition. And it's always a negative condition that they're in. And they've been dealing with that same condition for years, and they say, well, what do you think? And I go, oh, well, this wouldn't he do. But lo and behold, they do what they want to do anyhow. That's right. Turn to Acts chapter 10. Hallelujah. Now here in this particular uh, chapter, Peter is receiving, uh, uh, he, he receives a, a, a vision from God. Acts chapter 10, and we're going to look at verse, th uh, verse 34. And in this vision that Peter uh, receives, I'm sure it's familiar with it, God tells him that he, meaning God, doesn't show partiality. And I love that. We serve an impartial God. So here it is in verse 34 of Acts chapter 10. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Same verse in the Message Bible says, Peter fairly exploded with his good news. It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. Hallelujah. Well, that ought to get you up out of your seat because it sure enough got me out of my seat. It got me up. It got me standing before you. You ought to cry out and tell the devil, you know, shut up, devil, because my God plays no favorites. Hallelujah. And because our God does and plays no favorites. God wants to do absolutely supernatural and miraculous things in everybody's life right. in this worship service today. All right. All right. Super abundant and miraculous over and exceeding things in our lives. And you know what? God doesn't make any jump. He's never made an inferior person. And the good news, but the good news is, well, because of the stature and because of this and all those other things, you know, that people would, would put limits on. You know what? When Jesus came, not only did he rent and tear the veil and the temple, and the two became one, but also, here's something else. He also broke that glass ceiling 
that would keep any of us down and, 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 and that would hinder us from reaching our potential in Christ Jesus and being everything that God wants us to be? All of us have something that God wants to accomplish through each and every one of us. He wants to do that because we are all unique and we can do something that nobody else can. You think about that. You may be the best pound cake maker in the world. You may be the best macaroni and cheese baker in the world. You know, you may be, there's something unique about you. And something that you can do that nobody else in this world can do. And that ought to make you feel so special. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Here it is in God's words translation. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for your peace and not disaster. Plans that give you a future that's filled with hope. So God, our heavenly father, has good thoughts towards each and every one of us. And he has that perfect, custom-made, custom-designed plan for your life. Mm. That is so, whether our parents saw us coming or not. But God knew us from the foundation of the world, and he has that purpose for each and every one of us. So that means that God called you to do something beyond yourself. But a whole lot of folk are not willing to do something beyond themselves. I mean, even if, even if it's something as simple as forgiving and walking in love, a whole lot of folk don't want to hear that. Like, I'm tired of hearing <laughs> me now. Doesn't apply to me. Let that apply, apply to the person to my left or my right behind me or in front of me. But do something beyond yourself. Do something beyond yourself that will shame the devil and glorify God in your life and stop limiting God. Psalm 78 verse 41, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. So this psalm was written so that the younger generation of the Israelites could see what the old, older generation did, and so that they could learn not to limit God and not to grieve like their parents did. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For whatever was thus written in our former days was written for our instruction, that by our steadfast and patience, endurance and encouragement drawn from the scriptures, we might hold fast and cherish hope. Our God is awesome, people of God. Not one of us can ever exhaust his ability. Not one of us can ever exhaust his resources and his power for our lives, people of God. Our God is just so infinite. He is so, here's a word today that we hear it from our man in the whiteness. Just, I got it so huge. And because our God is so awful. Awesome. All of our lives should be a reflection of our Heavenly Father. I read a, 
a, a, a, a statement from a great man of God not long ago, and he said this. He said, if your life is not supernatural, it's superficial. But not one of us is smart enough to know that we can do anything for God on our own. I hope that you realize that. There are a whole lot of folk that think they're smart enough. I got this. I can do that. I don't need God. Man, no, I got it. First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 26 in the King James Version. For ye see your calling brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh not many mighty, not many noble are called. Question, 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 question. How many things have you accomplished in life that you can say you did it on your own? Uh, how many things can you say God did? If you can say you've achieved everything by your own ability, by your own strength, by your own power, then you've not tapped into God's perfect will for your life. But now on the other hand, all of us have missed God at some point in our lives. So are you totally believing God and doing everything that you're supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. Do you believe God is big and, and he's limitless and he's infinite? Well, if you do, then you're on the right track because he wants us to believe for big things. So don't believe for small things. Stop limiting God in your life. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 